The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. All right, so this week we are revisiting pricing, but in kind of a different way. So Dante, why don't you explain a little bit why we're going to be talking about what we're going to be talking about. So I keep getting this question on my social media, mostly my Instagram, because I'm most active there, which I'm going to start moving to Twitter because Instagram, yeah, anyway. But I keep getting this question of like, hey, how do you price your pots? Can you help me price my pots? I've gotten maybe about five this week of people who are newer to pottery and they want to start selling their work. Yeah, yeah. And one person in specific is like, can I pick your brain about selling your pots? And I engaged with him, Mm -hmm. but he was like, no, 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 I want to know the exact number. Yeah. Like of how you price your pots. Right, yeah, because you you sent him the episodes that we've done previously. Because we've done two episodes on pricing. Yes. One was like one of our first ten episodes. Right. And the other one was kind of... I think we called it like pricing 2.0, which was kind of an update, an addendum to that. Right. But you were essentially covering more information because people continue to ask you. People continue to ask me. Yeah. So I'm just going to give you like the nitty gritty right now. And hopefully this can move into a further conversation. Yeah. Of like why I think this way and what like the ethical backing behind what I personally think. Yes. I guess I can't really call it ethical backing because it's not an overarching. Well, it's your, it's your, your, it's deci- your decision making behind yeah. like your pricing. So, okay. Yeah. So we're essentially going to be like going into like kind of more quickly, like yes. the nitty gritty details of, of how we price our work and like specific numbers. Yes. And then going into more broadly the conversation of why we price our work the way we do and kind of yes. like we were as we were taking notes beforehand because we actually took notes beforehand took this notes. time um kind of like the difference between like price gouging versus like paying yeah. for an artist's labor and yeah. some of the like philosophical ideas behind that hopefully we can get to the larger conversation today of like the difference in between paying for skilled labor versus price gouging and i do think yeah. there's there's a scale of that and I think there's good examples of both of them on either ends, but a further conversation. <laughs> I know because we're because we're gonna. I have yeah. so many thoughts. I have so many Lindsay thoughts, especially like, after Insika. Especially yeah, after Insika, I have Nsika. so many thoughts. We should cap with that. We should like at the end of this episode be like Insika kind of opened me up a little bit. Like I'm it a little did. bit angry at myself now. Anyway, that's a further conversation. Yeah. But like, I do want to make this episode today about the larger conversation, or at least kind of define the scale in between price gouging and paying a respectful price for an artist's work and skilled labor. Okay. And the spot in between is where it kind of gets fussy. um, Lindsay and I kind of like... Yeah. That's where we fuss a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And hopefully our perspectives kind of give you some food for thought. So let me start off by firstly saying that I will probably, for the foreseeable future, not charge more than like $62 or $63 per mug right now. Is that including shipping? That is including shipping. Okay. For my mugs, the reason for that being is the way I see it, is it takes about twelve to thirteen dollars for USPS priority shipping from where I am anywhere in America or the other places they allow me to go to. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want something special to order for me, I charge you more, but you got to contact me. Right. But as a baseline, the box that it takes to ship a mug mm-hmm. of my size, which is which is the small box, the USPS priority mail small box. It's like six by six by six. It's a very small box. Okay, because that's a different that's a different small box than yes. Like there's there's a bunch of them. So there's, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of different small size. There's boxes, a bunch of different medium size boxes. Too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. priority mail USPS flat rate shipping usually charges you for the the small versions of it. Sometimes the medium too. In between like ten and thirteen dollars. 
It's more expensive these days, actually. It is. Yeah. So, they just went up like 90 cents on me. So the USPS flat rate medium box that I use, which is like 11 by 9 by 7, I think. You use the true medium one. Yeah. Like the actual medium size. Yeah, one. the actual medium size box. And that fits one of my larger mugs or mm -hmm. two of my smaller like teacups. Yes. And that is, if I go through the USPS website, that's I think 1625. Yeah, that's about it. And if I if I use Etsy, because Etsy as like a company, they get like bulk discounts for mm -hmm. USPS shipping. Yeah. Um, so if I use that same box, but I, it's an order through Etsy, mm -hmm. it's uh, I think 1575. So a little side note here, what I've started yeah. to do, is I started to get unmarked boxes that I could put my own stamp on. Mm -hmm. They have an option called Parcel Select. Mm. And Parcel Select isn't priority shipping, but you can, it, they charge you like a dollar or so less for getting your own boxes. They don't oh. supply you boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can choose any size you want up to like 10 by 10 by 10. Oh, okay, okay. So I have a box that's eight by eight by eight. Yeah. So if I have a set of bowls, mm -hmm. it fits in there. Mm -hmm. I had to stop using the medium boxes because the medium boxes are longer than they are tall. Right. By like right. an inch to an inch and a half. Yeah. And yeah. they cost a little bit more. So a mug fits perfectly. I found mm -hmm. that with the medium boxes, I have to lay my mugs down in order for me to ship one or two of them in the medium boxes. Right. But for the small boxes with a little bit more height, I stand them up and they never break now. They just straight oh, up don't break now. Okay, okay. Because they're suspended straight up. So if you bang them around, they're fine. Mm. But with the flat ones, there's less space in between the top and bottom. Yeah. So if they drop them and they smack. That's, that's I mean, that's, I so I use the medium boxes and I lay yeah. mine down and I haven't had a piece break in a long time. I've had like two in my whole life, maybe three. Okay. And after the second one, I was like, I got to try a different size. Mm. I need something taller so I can stand them up because clearly my pots are stronger on the top and bottom than they are on the side. Mm. And that's why I chose that. And then I was oh, like, oh, okay. it's cheaper too. And then I was like, well, done. And then I <laughs> found Parcel Select. And I was yeah. like, okay, done. Yeah. But to go back to the mm. to the pricing conversation. Wait, actually, sorry. Quick little note on that. Since yeah. I think shipping, like, because shipping, I think, is a, such a huge part of, of pricing. Yes. Um, Small little side benefit. For the USPS priority mailboxes, they are, just for our listeners and viewers. Yes. Um, they're free to order. So you don't actually pay. Oh, yeah. You don't pay for the boxes until you buy the shipping label. Yeah. So, they give you the boxes for free. Yes. Yes. Um, however... If you order through, like some companies will do like a, um, like a create your own size box. You can have a custom order size. So like Eco Enclosed, the company that I use for mm -hmm. most of my other shipping things, yeah. um, you can actually order from them a specific size box. So if really? like, yeah. So if you want to, um, and again, it's a balance because you still want to have enough room around your piece to like support the mug mm -hmm. so it doesn't break. You want it suspended in whatever you. Yes. Yeah. But if you feel like you're using a lot of filler material for your particular size of mugs, you can always custom order a particular size box from a company but then the the pricing's different there yeah. but um anyway that's just a little eco side enclosed great by the way e like, i love you line was kind of the top for a bit and then yeah. you know i kind of stopped using uline yeah because uline has some really serious ethical issues like they they supported they've supported a lot of really conservative yeah um candidates they've said some really racist comments and i'm like as yeah. soon as i found that out i'm like okay let's make a switch yeah it's, it's so. kind of like nike like i used to love nikes and then i started to like look at their history of their unethical practices and mm -hmm. i was like yeah i don't know if i don't know if the jays are worth it yeah there's a lot there's a lot of uh, ethical issues there and i can i'll see it if i remember to i will put the sauce for the uline thing yeah in thank the, you yes in the notes so yeah. that people can now it's like i i have i have receipts. researched it yeah yeah <laughs> anyway um, so back to back to the overall pricing conversation right sorry so so it's like i my mugs would never go above 62 or 63 dollars mm -hmm. because it costs 13 dollars for shipping so my brain at max for like america with that specific box 
for a mug. So mm -hmm. my brain goes, cool, I'm making 50 bucks off of this one mug. But then I usually take about $10 or so off of each mug because I'm essentially paying myself for time, shipping, packaging, like the, the, like I don't have a social media manager. It's me. Right. Like we right. don't have social media managers. I don't have an editor. It us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just the $10. And then my brain goes, okay, the other $40 of that is my skill, my labor, the 10, 20, whatever, how many years you've been doing it, time it takes to learn mm -hmm. that skill. Mm -hmm. So I'm essentially paying myself 40 bucks for all that, maybe mm -hmm. 20 and then the 30, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, however yeah. you want to slice it up really. Mm -hmm. But like the shipping itself is 10 to $13. And then it's like, and that's the height. That's like, if my mug comes out a banger, that's yeah. $63. Okay. And that's also just for clarification, because I think like one of the things we'll get into later is like, yeah. okay, what kind of mug are you making? Yes. So when you say for your like standard. top line mug, are you talking about like a cup with no like extra symbols on it? Because you do a lot of like silkscreen stuff. No, so I mean talking, like, like it's like a mug dipped in a single glaze. A, a mug dipped in a handmade glaze that I made myself. Right. With a combination that's very specific to me. Mm -hmm. uh, with a bit of carving work put into it. And the colors came out fantastic. Like the colors came out like this mug is not going to come out like this for another year. Right. It's super rare to get this type of mug for me. Mm -hmm. $63. <sighs> like that's rare for me. Okay. Because I, I put a lot of work into my stuff. But there's a certain point that I go, oh. if you're charging for shipping, if you're taking shipping out of the equation, all my work, shipping, handling, and experience equates to $50 per mug. Okay. Right? So that's that's where mine is right there. Everything else goes that's... toward the company and me. Everything else goes towards, like, that pays for clay, that pays for kiln maintenance, mm -hmm. that pays for overhead if I have any, the electricity, the glaze materials, right? That pays for extra materials. That pays for the baby's diapers. That pays, <laughs> you know, like, that, yeah. that pays for, like... Stuff that has nothing to do with shipping. Right. Essentially. Right, right. Because the shipping is its own thing. The rest of it, every time you buy a mug from me, and that's a top line mug. Yeah. That's like, and... that's like, oh, I'm not going to get this for a while. Yeah. That's, usually my mugs are about $52, $53 mm -hmm. each. And then you take those same numbers. So, you know, 13, 12, 13 minus 50, and then it's 40 bucks, and then the rest yeah. of it. So it's like yeah, 20 yeah. for skilled labor. And then it's like 20 for the business. Okay. Right? And for me, like, yeah. I would say most of my mugs are around 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, although some of the pieces that require more, more time, like for instance, my, uh, like the shipwreck mugs that I did recently. Fantastic. Um, or like the, uh, the cups that I love doing during, uh, during Halloween, which are the, I call them my like, you know, warlock or like witch cauldron mugs. So those yeah. have like a, a finger bone. Or a handle that looks like a giant. Like, oh, I've seen those. Bone. I remember those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those those all sell for like seventy five because they take more time. That makes total sense. Yeah. Although honestly, like I I especially after talking to Tim C at Insika. Tim. I'm like, ooh, I got. I, th I honestly think I need to raise my prices more. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I think like, and again, like, uh, like it's hard because there's a lot of there's a lot of debate around again like how much is for a mug like how much for the skilled labor like basically yeah. everything we're going to be talking about right now we're but... talking about the price of shipping and skilled labor only right that, right but like there are other facets yeah yeah and for me like like i think in general like i'm inclined to charge more than you because like i'm kind of like i need to i need to be able to continue to do this as right. a living of course and like okay i think my cheapest mug right now if i'm remembering correctly mm -hmm. is my teacup uh 
cups mm -hmm. that have a um, RPG, the RPG stats. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I like those too. So it's like a it's like a teacup about four inches tall. It has the symbol on it, but it's just iron oxide or an underglaze, and then one full dip in clear. Okay. So not even not even any color glazes. I'm yes. not using wax resist. It still has the stamp or the sprig put on it. Right, but you made those stamps. Oh yeah, and no, you no. special order. Yeah, them. Like, yeah, exactly. Like those exactly. are innately you. Yeah. yeah, and those that baseline is I think. Oh god, it's so funny. I feel terrible that I'm actually spacing out on the prices because it's been a little bit since I've done an Etsy update. Yeah, don't worry about it. And I've been that. thinking so much about prices that anyway, but I think it's like forty five. Okay. And that's and that's including shipping. My little avatar, mm -hmm. so I have like a dungeon master teacup, right, right, and I have like a an avatar. I have like earth, fire, air, you know, all the stuff. Yeah. Um, those have become standard on my website. Mm -hmm. They're sold out right now. There might be four left, but if you're looking for them, but those are like maybe forty two dollars each for me. Yeah. But that is only because in my brain, again, I go it's twelve dollars for shipping. That twelve dollars, so that's thirty dollars per teacup. Yeah, I learned how to make the damn thing. That's twenty bucks, and the mm -hmm. other ten goes to like buying more clay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't have it br broken down that specifically. What I tend more to think about is like, what is like I think about the base baseline shape for a cup with a handle. Yes, and then I plus and minus from there. So if it has a stamp that's going to be, you know, that's going to be more. If it has a stamp that I use a wax resist with, that's going to be more. Because wax costs cost them money. Because, yeah, well, and it's also, it's, for me, it's mostly the time. Like, a big thing of wax, all things considered, isn't that expensive. Yeah. But it takes, all, it adds, like, a whole other, like, it adds another five minutes per mug right. to add Ooh. the wax resist. Because I not only have to brush it on and be really careful about that, right. because if I don't, I have to refire the mug to get that wax off. Yes. But in addition... Um, like when you, you know, when you dip the mug in glaze, you still have to wipe off yeah. because the wax is still work to be done. The glaze, you still have to wipe the glaze off the wax resist. So it adds more time. So for me, yeah. I tend to add, I increase or decrease the price primarily based on the amount of time that the cup takes. So adds to the price, adds to the price. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I would also like to say in your defense mm -hmm. that wax resist I've learned over the years is not like a. I put it on and I'm done kind of a oh, thing. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, no. You have to let it sit for one or two days and dry out because wax resist, and I, I'm only saying this because there's not a lot of people who know this, wax resist has to be held in suspension by water and it's mixed up with water. Mm -hmm. That's the carrier to it. So technically, yeah. if you put your mug with wax resist and then you glaze it and you put it in the kiln, the water turns into steam and it lowers the gravity and it lowers everything on your kiln. It's, it's dumb. Try it one day. Like, You know, I've actually... I Okay, so I... I don't leave it out for a couple days. I I'll, do. I'll leave it out for like maybe three hours. Basically, yeah. when it doesn't look wet anymore, yeah. I'll. That's when I dip the whole thing in glaze. I let it cure. Or I, yeah, essentially, because I did it one time. Like mm -hmm. I rushed an entire kiln load, mm -hmm. and I waxed everything, and then I glazed everything. And within that two-hour span, I put everything in the kiln, uh -huh. and I freaked out because my kiln was steaming. Like steam was coming out of it. Oh, okay. And I was like, "What am I doing?" I talked to another potter, and he goes. Yeah, pure wax would be hard, dude. Like, wax is water. Like, wax is water and wax. Yeah. He goes, you just put a bunch of water in your kiln. And now the steam is coming out because the wax just burns off at, like, X amount of degrees. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And he goes, it's probably throwing off your gravity because, you know, gravity for glaze is essentially, like, the water differential in between the minerals and the water. Huh. And I was like, oh, crap. And all my reds came out blue. All my reds came out, like, oh. my, my Randy's red came out, like, Randy's blue. Oh, and I was interesting. Like, Crap. Interesting. So now when I do it, I let it sit for like a little bit. Sometimes okay. I let it sit for like a week and I notice my reds come out a little better. Oh yeah, I'm cautious now. Wow. I'm real cautious now. Yeah, I think maybe I like maybe my 
Maybe the glazes I use are just a little bit more like, like yeah, resi yeah. resilient. Because I know yeah. Randy's red is can be kind of finicky, which is Randy's part of why I don't use it that much. Yeah, because I I have rushed glaze loads before. I mean, I still I <laughs> we're getting a little bit off topic. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah. but 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 we'll essentially horse, yeah yeah we'll get back on the horse. But like because like because I feel like it's important to specify like the time differences because again like if you're using a technique to make cups that takes like a week yes. for something to like cure like that is gonna that's that, part of the process that's part of the process and it's yeah. gonna go into deciding like the price of your cup yes so i want to like clarify that i don't take that amount of time and i don't notice the difference in my glazes yes but also we use different glazes and like yours may be right. more or less receptive to like the differences in water concentration yeah oh depending on how my like more how much yeah, yeah 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 my glaze is super so, sensitive yeah. I'm very um, like, this has to be at 1.4 specific gravity in order for it to work at its prime on this clay body. Yeah. In this space in the kiln. Right, right, For right, it to right. be prime. Yes, um, yes. You know, like, anyway. I look at my notes and anyway. anyway. Yeah. So, okay, so do you feel like that has kind of covered the, like, specifics of... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, the one thing, one other thing that I did want to add is, like, I usually think about increasing... Like when I talk about like increasing or decreasing the price based on like my baseline mug, mm -hmm. like that baseline mug, I tend to think of being like 50 bucks. Yes. Yeah. Like if I just, if I just threw like a simple cup with a handle and then dipped it in one glaze, probably 50 bucks, including shipping. I think for me it's like 40. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then to give you a sense of the price differential, dif the price differences between. So... My regular cups with a handle with a stamp on them, I sell for 55 and all mm -hmm. these prices are including shipping. Mm -hmm. um, my Princess Mononoke mugs, I sell for 95 because they take a lot, a lot more oh, yeah, time yes. because the, the underglaze under painting. paint is very exact. Yeah. I have to also fire them a couple times to like have to build up the layers right. of the of the oxide and stains. Yeah. Um. And then like my dragon egg mugs go anywhere from like one seventy five to like two hundred. Yes. And honestly, I need to increase the amount of time yeah. because that baseline mug that is fifty fifty dollars takes maybe a half an hour to make. Well, that makes sense. Your dragon mugs. Yes. Well, I let me. I want to yeah. explain like the the price difference. So yeah. so baseline my quote unquote baseline mug you know cup with a stamp on it. $55. Okay, makes sense. Takes 30 minutes. Got it. A cup that takes four, four and a half hours to make, I only charge roughly three times that amount. So 50, 100, 150. Okay. Technically, that Dragon Egg mug to be at that price should be like, take me only an hour and a half to make. And it takes me an hour and a half just to add the scales. So I think the difference between you and I is that you go based off of the amount of time it took. Because none of us are really talking about skill in this conversation. Although that, right. that is a conversation that needs to be had. Yes, yes, yes. But we're both talking about like time and effort at the moment. Yes. I think yeah. the difference between you and I is that you go based on time and effort and I go on rarity or how good the, the thing came out. So like if I put right. a lot of time and effort into a mug mm -hmm. and it turned out unpleasurable or it turned straight ass, mm -hmm. I'm, not char I'm probably not going to show you that mug. Like I'm not going to charge you a mm -hmm. lot for it. And if I can't get the system down to where it comes out amazing every time, yeah. then I'm like... I'm going to undersell it. Mm -hmm. But if I get a mug that randomly comes out on my on my website, I call it perfected. Huh. So like, yeah. I'll be like, Randy's Red and Lumos. Uh, Randy's Red and Lumos. Uh, Randy's Red and Lumos perfected. That's my uh. symbol. That's It's usually like $5 more, and that's my way to go, this is the best it's probably going to get. Interesting. Like, this is the prime of how I ever. Yeah. If you look on my website right now, you'll see pictures of like perfected. Like, oh, that's as good as it can get at the mm. moment for his skill level. Right. Okay. Well, go, going forward with the conversation, because we weren't really talking about skill, 
I think that there is absolutely something to be said about pricing something for the amount of effort it took in order to make the thing. Not just time, not just rarity. Mm-hmm. More so like, oh, that's something that is not done to... like. And I hate, I hate to shit on it a lot, right? But like, I'm not paying top dollar for swirly mugs. Ah. I'm not. I'm, I learned how to make swirly mugs in my first year. It's, mm. it's pulling a cylinder very slowly, but it's basically a cylinder with a handle on it still. But people will like go crazy for spirals in their mugs, and I'm I can't do it. But I see people who charge like ninety bucks for a swirly mug, huh. and my brain goes, "That's for someone who's not indoctrinated into clay culture." I understand how that can be special, and I, and I get like even my mom is super into like the rebirth symbols and the swirls and the yin yang symbols. So I get how that speaks to the artistry of like like circular uh. things and coming back around uh. and the symbol of life. Like I get how the symbolism works into the mental state. Right. Right. That being said, I still don't think it should be like double the price of my mugs because you put a swirl in it. Like, mm. it doesn't offend me, but my brain goes, mm, the word skill. I understand it takes time to learn how to do that. Yeah. But at a baseline, I feel like almost every potter knows how to do that. So just from my personal viewpoint, whenever I see a swir- when I do my swirly mugs in the $63 max and I see someone else's with just like a coat of white or a coat of pink on it and it's a swirly mug. And it sells. I'm like, why'd you pay 90 bucks for a swirly mug mm. with one glaze on it? I'm over here developing glazes. And this is <laughs> like clear coat on a swirl you're paying for. It. Yeah. And well, this is where I think it gets into the like, how much skill needs to be put into a product before you can charge X amount of dollars on whatever platform you choose for something that would be considered basic to us, but special to other people who don't usually see that yeah i mean okay carvings are more rare to me than swirlies. oh yeah yeah, Let me yeah, say yeah. That. like in the clay world if you see a carved mug that to me is far more skillful and rare than a swirly mug right it, t- it takes way more skill to do that in my opinion yeah i think if i were to like okay what i'm about to say <laughs> is kind of like i have a hard time doing this for myself yeah but i what i'm gonna say is kind of like what i am aiming for yes and it's kind of like i think to some degree if people are still buying it that's an okay price okay because like i remember i believe it was john the potter who was talking about and i think this was in his book yeah um by the by the way shout out to john the potter's book i actually really enjoyed it even for advanced potters um true yeah he makes some he Sidebar. Yeah. He addresses things that most of the art world does not... Like, if you ever go to art school, they talk about, like, oh, the process and the feel of play. <laughs> oh, Man, I wish they talked about you, it like that. I really want to longer. get into your artwork. <laughs> uh, for, our, for our dear listeners, mm, um, I'm getting a bit of a show from Reach Dante. into the void. Oh, my God. <laughs> and pull the shapes from your mind. <laughs> okay. Any okay, way you yes, can express yes. thine self. And pot- right. John is, like, one of the very few people... Who is like, look, you can do all that, but you got to make money to do that. Yeah, he, he's, he's more, <laughs> and he talks about that in his book. So anyway, little little shout out to to, to John. Sorry for the YouTube watchers. Just, hey, no, that was script teeth all over you. That was glorious. So yeah, this is more evidence that that uh, Don, Jesus Don, <laughs> good lord, Dante Dante needs a uh, OnlyFans. Anyway, point being, John was talking about John the Potter was talking about. Um, his process of increasing prices and he basically he started out with a price yep. 
all the pieces sold out. Exactly. He, next time, he increased the price, all the pieces sold out. He, and he basically, like, continued to yes. raise his prices until it kind of seemed like the, the purchasing was slowing down, and then it was like, okay, then he found, like, a medium. Yeah. But it was the same cup every time. So in my mind, like, I think... Supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. I okay, I don't think you do though. I agree with Wait, it. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. I wanna tell I wanna tell you honestly. I don't agree with it for myself. Right, no, exactly. I don't which agree drives with it for myself. me absolutely insane. I don't so, agree with it. No, okay, so the reason the, okay, so the reason I wanna point this out is because I think like you again, like you say, like yes, I agree with that, but yeah. then you don't actually do that with your own work. Okay, well And and yeah, yeah. on top of that, like oh, you the, got me. the oh. reason <laughs> the reason I think that it's yeah. important is because like like yes, in and like I think okay. Ultimately, we have to recognize that, like, the way economics works and the way that we value things is kind of doesn't really make sense because we're Bonkers. humans. I mean, we're humans and we don't really always operate in the most rational way. It's not like, real. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's kind of like, okay, we're in this system and... And again, like this might be the little bit of the chip that's on my shoulder yeah. socially about, like, the way that artists are valued, but it's kind of like, you know what? Like... If I was paid hourly for the amount of work that I put into my business, I would have way more money than I do right now. That's fair. But I yeah, don't yeah, because, I have to, because I have to sell my work. So it's kind of like if you can make a swirly mug and people are buying it for 90 bucks, good on you, dude. Like to me, that's not a bad thing. That's like, cool, you found your market. Yeah. You've developed your audience. You have people that are willing to buy that money. And sure, maybe it's not the most complicated technique in the world, but you've built a business around charging $90 for a swirly mug. I think that's great. Hear me out. Tell me. I've gotten, I've gotten up my own ass recently. Yes. And I'll, I'll, I'll fully. <laughs> I'm sorry, admit but you... no, no, no. I, I mean, I'll... I get up my own ass about things no. too. But tell me, tell I'll me. I'll fully, okay. I'll fully admit that because, like, after I went, and I was going to save this for the last part, but after I went to Ensika, I started looking at my own work and being like, fucking pedestrian. <laughs> well, I remember. Well, you talked about that on the last episode that we did, like talking about Ensika. I just, I don't like, I don't. And anyway, I'll get to, I'll get to that point later. I just want to give you a, a little, but like. Like, I think there is something to say about rarity and price that the art world doesn't seem, especially the functional art world, like such as us, mm -hmm. don't seem to come into aspect. Like, what do you mean? Like, the rarity of a swirly mug in our circle mm -hmm. is very common. But to right. the outside world is like, wow, a swirl, you know? Yeah. So? Uh, it, I don't, it's like, part of, like, certain part of it bugs me where I'm like, uh, I'm good. Well, yeah, sure, but that means but that like, this, it just may not be your cup of tea. <laughs> but you're um, <laughs> Stop it. I cannot stop. But your, your dragon egg mug, like the one you just, well, she pulled out yeah. a fantastic piece, by the way. Uh, it was so, yeah. you know the kid kind of peach pulled out the kill and you're like, Mm. I was literally like eeping. Anyway, yeah, but that, like, like I get why you would charge like two hundo for that. Yeah. There's sculptural aspects to it. There's three different layers of glaze. The glaze came out very rare. Like it, that glaze almost never comes out that way. Dude, I don't. Yeah, but I mean, like I work with that glaze and it doesn't come out for me that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Um, I'll show. It, I'll. Um, anyway, it'll. I'll, 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 be, I'll be posting it on my Instagram. So have a look. But um, but it was Amico's uh, saturation gold. And but I mean, admittedly, like. The thing is that maybe like a rare outcome. Yeah. Um. So, but it's like ah, I don't I'm know. But, for but precious like, moments, like I'm, you know. Yeah. And I, the and the price goes up the more precious the moment. Like yeah, I, yeah. No, I I think I think I I hear that I hear that for you and your pricing, but I yeah. think where like broadening that out to the like the comparison that you made yeah. about like how common are swirly mugs yeah. versus like other kinds of things that are out there. Right. Like. 
Like, I think eventually, if it's kind of like if people eventually aren't interested in swirly mugs, then that's going to naturally kind of decline and interest will fade. But it's kind of... And I'll but, be happy. <laughs> sure. Okay. You'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be satisfied. But, but for the time being, it's like if that's a source, if that's a style that is popular, yeah. that's a source of income for people. Right. I think that's great. Like, I mean, like, I think you can think of the difference with like, you know, folks, folks, uh, like when the, when the whole, um, bubble glaze technique... First kind of, first kind of became a thing. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say things. Let me say things. I know you're very upset. In my you? heart, you're very upset. That's not where your heart is. <laughs> so, like when that first came out, right? Like you know, people. I, I, I mean, again, I actually. Okay, so I'm speaking off of conjecture here, so I don't have any receipts. No, I was. To like, yeah, you're but, good. But like, you know, that was like, a, oh, wow, that's a really like new technique. People, I think, could charge more for that because it was a new, a new technique. There was novelty to it. Novelty. The, 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 high, the demand was higher because the rarity was, was higher. Or the perceived right. rarity perceived was higher. Yeah, because, you know, because eventually it became, eventually it became like a more popular technique. Yes. It's not as, it's not as new, you know, and, and, you know, so I don't know. So I guess like. It was a fad. It was definitely a fad. Sure, yeah, but yeah, but it, I mean, but it was like, oh, it's new, and then we we're like, we just put soap and glaze and blue bubbles. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I think the thing that gets dismissed in those circumstances is that a new technique needs to go through that process for people to then build upon it, and that. But it's an That's important, fair. but it's an important step yeah. to getting to that next phase, like when we saw. Um, Oh my God, um, it's killing me that I'm forgetting his name right now. But um, anyway, there was a, a well-known ceramic artist on Instagram who used that bubble technique, but combined it with like two different techniques mm -hmm. to give it a different kind of look. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, like in my mind, it's very easy to dismiss things that are popular and being like, oh yes, that's so pedestrian. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, to me that, that feels... It's necessary. That, yeah, and it feels dismissive of the learning process and dismissive of the things that are interesting for people. Yes. Like, the first time... I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what well, it's, I, well, I get what you're saying in the fact that it's necessary for the growth process. Yes. To go through these phases that we would consider either fads or pedestrian or but, common. But I don't, but I don't think, I don't think that we should be always classifying them as such. Because I think what often happens is that potters who are exploring those techniques... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to discourage them. Right. And I think yeah. I think talking about them that, I feel that. Yeah, I think talking about them in that way gives, makes them not go yeah. to that avenue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it makes them feel like, "Oh, I shouldn't or, you know, and it's kind of like I think I think I think we should encourage yeah. anytime someone is interested in exploring a new topic because also the other thing too is that learning sorry i'm a, I'm a, I'm no, a little good. bit of a high horse right now you're fine but like it's a good I, horse thank you I, <laughs> my horse has one um, broken leg <laughs> right now this one's just galloping right now yeah but um anyway last point i'll make is yeah. that um the ceramics learning process is not linear for everyone like i've never 100%. done I've never done the bubble technique. I've never made a swirly mug, oh, right? Wait. So actually, no, I have made a swirly mug, but it's never become an, a, a. It's not a, become a thing. It's not become. A I do like one or two wait. per upload. Yeah, yeah, it, it hasn't become a consistent part of my practice. Yeah, but like I think that's why I think it's important to celebrate all the different stages because otherwise we're just saying like, oh, like you're on that phase of your pottery, oh. <laughs> You have so far to go. That's and fair. I, I don't think that's the thing that that's we should... That's not the vibe. That, yeah, that's not the vibe we yeah. should be projecting. No, I 100% I agree with you, but... I 80% agree with you. Okay, yeah, because I'm <laughs> like, you kind of... You kind of shit on... Well, I 80% agree with you, but I am, I am super tired of... And 
take this with a grain of salt because I love when you guys tag me in posts on Twitter and Instagram and you send me pictures and I often reply with like, I'm super proud of you and you're doing better. Yeah. There's like five people who constantly give me pictures of their work. Uh-huh. And then I will just text them back hearts or be like, wow, I'm so glad you're doing that. Yeah. Like yeah. I did that and I'm glad you're doing that too because that's yeah. how I got to where I am now. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I am a little bit tired of the other kid who's like, I did this one thing and I'm the first to ever do it and I'm the oh. best. In the, and then I have to be the guy who's like, no, we've, we've done that. Oh for a yeah, while. yeah, like, and that's and that's. I don't want to kill your. That's I don't, different. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want to kill your vibe. But like taking minerals and then grinding them up and then putting them in a glaze to make a different glaze, and then I'm like, oh yeah, we do that. Here's this glaze. We've done that. Yeah. And then they're like, oh. Mm. Like I'm not trying to gatekeep your yeah, kid. No, I'm no, just no. trying to like be realistic with you. Yeah. No. And I, and I I agree that there's a difference between because I think yeah. in general you are a very supportive. Like you wouldn't have the community that you have. If I you try so. I try so yeah, hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, I try but there so is hard. there is a difference. There. I try so hard that I make free content for you to learn from online. Literally. Uh, all the time. Yes. 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 I don't ever so, want to be called a gatekeeper when I actively show you how to do all the things I do for free. The gates are open. Yes. I invite you in. Yes. But some people are just mad the gates are there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I anyway. think that, I mean, okay, so a little part of me could push back on that, yeah. but that's another conversation. Yeah. So. The higher, the higher tiers I will. Yeah. Gatekeep. Right. 100%. Okay. We'll, 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 talk. We'll, talk about, we'll talk about this <laughs> yeah. one. Anyway, so let's, let's kind of circle back to, I we, guess, the overall topic of price gouging versus paying for artist labor. So yes. in general, we've been kind of talking about rarity and skill. Uh, and skill and like how common a design is and how that so it's like so how do you i guess take that well so if we're going to the other end yes like if if we're going to a place we might meet toward the middle ground mm -hmm. i think there are two mindsets and i'll save the second one for last one of which is i don't think that you should pay close to a hundred dollars for a cylinder that has very little work done to it with a clear gloss gloss uh, glaze and like a handle on it. Like I, I purely Why? think it's a hill I'll die on. Regardless of supply and demand, just because people are paying for it doesn't immediately, like just because people are wearing FUBU doesn't mean those people are better than you because they can buy FUBU. When you buy FUBU or you wear Gucci, you're just telling me you paid a lot of money for the same clothes that are keeping us not naked. Mm. Like, and I don't, I don't agree with it. Like in the same way that I don't think paying for a more expensive car makes you a better person or the same way that i don't think having like the same item but of a certain brand means that that is worth its asking price is the same you know what i mean can like, i can i can i push back a yeah absolutely bit? okay so am i like i get the comparison you're making yes i think the the thing that that just came to mind that's the difference there yes is that and again this is kind of depending on the situation but if you're talking about like a big a big brand name like Gucci yes. or, you know, Salvatore Ferragamo, like you're, you're looking at huge companies, like big yes. businesses, right? If you're talking about one ceramic artist yes. who is their entire business yes. selling a mug with a clear glaze on it and a handle for a hundred bucks, okay. that's a different situation. Okay. So that's a fantastic point. And that leads into my second point. Carry on. What is the difference in between artist galleries price gouging for an artist's work because of their name for a singular artist versus a, like one other singular artist who's trying to do the same thing on Etsy? I think... I think the two are like, the same person, but in contrast. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what you're asking. Yeah. Should I? Okay, so... Yeah, so reiterate so the... I think, I think paying an artist for their skilled labor is 100% valid. 
Like, I'm like, yeah. yes, that makes sense. It took time. It took skill. It took effort. Like, it, it took all these things. That piece is rare. Right. It takes a base of knowledge to do these things. That, to me, is like, you put in the work, you get the fruits of your labor. I don't think just because someone has a name on that pot, it should make it more, way more expensive. I think that, to an extent, is price gouging. And I think, to a certain extent, it's equivalent to... You know that, like, high-end artist people that we assume, like, hoard art and then overprice <laughs> them? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, like, like... Those like, art circles that are like, well, it's a Monet, so of course it's five times worth what it's asking price. I'm going to keep it until the rarity goes up. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I, I think there's something very similar about paying for a name behind a piece and not exactly the skill of the rarity versus just, like, price gouging because there's a name on the pot. In the same way that you have a t-shirt, but it's four times more because it's Gucci. Mm. I think they're the same animal, but the only difference is that one's a company and one's a singular artist. And I think that, di first of all, I think that yep. difference is important. Okay. Because a huge, like, uh, how do I say, okay. So I think this comes back to a philosophy of, like, in general, supporting a small like mm -hmm. a small business, because mm -hmm. especially when you look at like big companies, there's a lot of ethical issues that come into play. Like mm -hmm. with like with the uh, 100%, the yeah. Jordan shoes that you were talking about earlier. Uh, hey, Jason, um, I'm sorry for saying that, but yeah. So, so I think I think that difference is not a small one, and it's really important to take into account that even though it's a similar situation, yeah. the fact that it's a single person yes. is is different. Like that 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 makes a difference. The second thing is like I hear. I hear what you're saying about the ridiculousness of like name recognition. Yeah. At the same time, I'm kind of like, you know what? That's the world we're in right now. I, I, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me, sorry. Let me, you're sorry. interrupting me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's sorry. okay. It's okay. We're both very like invested. We're in both this. invested. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So the other, the other thing is that the, like, even like that's, that's the world we're in. And I think, especially when you're talking about a small, a small business or a small like like for me like part of the reason now that i like really want one of tim c's cups like not that i didn't want one of his cups before but like so the other reason that i want to is because like i've met him i feel like you know we have that like person to person connection and that is a very valid part of the buying experience like the reason i think part of the reason that like people buy my work or buy your work is not just because of like, I think particularly for you, like the reason that people or I'm assuming part of the reason that people want to buy your work is not only because they like your cup, but because of everything else that you do that is associated with the yeah. earth nation ceramics brand. That's fair. Yeah. So that when you say name recognition, that's not just this high minded superfluous social condition that we exist in it's our brand and it's all the other things that go into what we make mm. beyond just the individual cup that shows up in our venue of selling i do think there's a tiny bit of non-ethical practice that like if i was like i'm dante charge more for it i think that would be a bit wrong of me i i really do yeah uh, yeah okay i can and I i'm think using like... that to compare to fubu and gucci is what i'm saying okay, like, okay. oh it's gucci three times more. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's okay. But I think, okay, but I think though, if you're, if you're, mm, okay, this is hard because this is one of the things where you can't verify unless it's you're- It's morality based. Like you, you, It's one of the things you can't verify unless you're in somebody else's head. Yeah. But I think if you're coming from a perspective of, okay, 
my brand is growing, my business is growing, mm -hmm. therefore I believe I can charge more, mm -hmm. I think that's okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, th I think it's more about the intention or the attitude. Right, but the thing is but we can't... But you gotta be somebody's head. Uh, yeah, we can't, we can't know that as, like, as yeah. consumers or as, like, anybody. We just, we don't know what's going on in someone's head. But I will say, as a hard stance, I'm dying on this hill, Lindsay. I refuse to pay near $100 for a cup with a one glaze on it. Like, I'm not, like, if... There was remember that social experiment they did on Twitter where somebody like forged uh they weren't Gucci, where were they? It was like Fubu or Gucci. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, anyway, but like it's just a shirt mm -hmm. with four letters on it in red. Right. And it was like three hundred dollars for the shirt. Okay. And hype beasts, people who overvalue, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like items. Hype beasts, I love that. Hype beasts. People are like, oh I got the new this or that, and they wear it for a day until the next thing comes out and they're mm -hmm. hella expensive. We're all about it. I I do not agree with the social perception, or as you say, the social conditioning, mm -hmm. that things are more valuable because they are attached to a name. I think I purely think, like 90% of me actually, thinks that it should be valued on a different basis. Like, like I don't think just because my name is on a mug, it should make it more expensive. I think you should I, pay for my work, not my name. I think it's both. If I made a cylinder <laughs> and I charge you almost $100 for it on Etsy, you should slap me. I disagree with that. Really? Yeah. Damn. Because cause in my mind, if I were to make like a con concluding argument, the reason that I think it would be fine if you charged 100 bucks for a cylinder with a handle in a clear glaze, and that's like if you built, like kind of, I think like if you built up to that point. If you built, I, yeah. Yeah, because I think people would be like, what? I think people would be kind of confused if you just did that. Absolutely. But if you built up to that point, the reason that I think that that is doable is because value is a weird thing. It's socially constructed. I hate it so much. And I think uh, the value of something is not just the rarity, is not just the time, it's not just the skill and okay. the effort. I think like the brand is a significant part of that. And that's not like, and, and again, like, you know, I think the... How do I say? Like, ultimately, you can still choose to, like, not buy a Gucci whatever. You can ultimately yeah. choose not to buy, like, you know, these prices that are expensive because of the kind of, like, the brand associated with them. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think there's, and especially if it's a one, if it's a small business person, mm -hmm. I think it's okay to take into account your brand, your standing, your, your, um, your social recognizability. Into, think, yeah. into the price of your work. I think I think at the end of the road, it comes to not perception, but um, intention. Like, if you were like, I can charge more because people know about me, then I'm like, ah. Well, I think, it's, I think that's less valid than it is to say my business is growing and I'm selling out. And, you know, like Pottery Danielle on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, She yeah. sells out, like, every... My mom yeah. complains to me, like, go get Pottery Danielle's mug for me. Ah. Do some pottery magic, please. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, I can't just... I can't... She's like, it sells out in five minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I get why she can charge mm -hmm. more. But I think if she was in her room, like, I'm going to charge $200 for this mug. I'm Danielle. It's going to pay no matter what. I'd be like, oh, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's a certain air of arrogance about it that, yeah. I, that I don't agree with. And I think a lot of people and companies have that bravado. Right. But you don't. And that's... The I thing. don't have and it. And that's why I think you can charge more for your work. You, you gotta... People on Twitter, let me know. 
People on Twitter, let me know if I can pay, charge you more. And yeah, send this dude. Send this dude. Like, Don't go on Facebook. I'm done with Facebook. All right, go on Instagram. Twitter. Tell Instagram. us in the comments. Just yeah, like honestly, let, let us, us know. Yeah, let us know what you think about this because it is. It's a really complicated issue, and we've—I feel like we've gone from the nitty-gritty to the very like we're abstract, high abstract. Yeah. yeah. So let us know what your thoughts are about pricing. Whether you're a consumer, you know, you buy the mugs, whether you make, you know, yeah. whether you're an artist or a maker yourself. Like, let us know what you think about this because it is, yeah, it's kind of a, yeah. it's an interesting and complicated topic, and. It is. I feel like I've kind of leaned more into the like the more like market friendly you're, I guess, yeah, perspective. You're more, I need to get more like, market friendly. I think we can. I think we can like in in the things that I've discussed with you. Yes. I do agree with a lot of what you're saying in yes. terms of sentiment, but I've put forth the the conviction yes. of things that I have heard from the outside yes. and like pushing. I'm because I'm, my biggest thing, especially with pricing, is pushing against. Yes. All of the other bullshit that we get. God, I need to stop cursing. It's pushing against all the other stuff that we hear as artists. Yes. That bring our prices down. Like just the inherent, like, you know, the imposter syndrome, the self-doubt, yeah. the general lack of value of arts in our society. We're still human. Yeah. Like, like, like if you were to tell, if you were to tell someone in your Uber driver, oh, I'm, I'm a, uh. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a tech I'm a tech person in the Bay Area versus I'm an artist like who's gonna get the more yeah. like who has more social standing just initially in their immediate that. thought is like my tip's gonna be low now like, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so my thing with pricing is I'm always trying to overcompensate for that mm -hmm. um, even though I still struggle with it to be honest like again like I recognize that I need to raise my prices but I'm honestly probably not gonna do it until the end of the year I think for me after Insega I'm gonna uh, look in, in Destiny, I'm an off-meta player, which means right. I will use weapons that other people are not using. Right. Just so that when I beat you with those weapons, <laughs> you can't be like, of course you're using that weapon. It's cheap. Like, uh. it's, e it's easy to use. It's cheap. It's it's ticky-tocky. Everybody's doing it. And I'll use weapons that no... Like, I'll use a weapon from, like, five years ago. Mm -hmm. So people will be like, I can't believe you beat me with that weapon. Mm. So that way, if you try to start arguing with me, I'd be like, I beat you with off-meta. Like, you can't... See, you. I beat you with the stuff that's not as popular. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think in that same vein, whenever I see something that's just like overdone, I'm like, oh Christ. Yeah. I'm more mad. I'm more mad at the social perception of society valuing things that are not valued based on, based on like work or skill or like rarity. And I'm, I think I'm fairly frustrated with society valuing things based off of pure perception. Like, I put three lead redders, uh, th I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> lead redders. Lead redders. Them redders. <laughs> Them redders. I put three red letters on a shirt, and now it's gone up three times in price. I can't, and then there's people who pay for it, and th that makes me more frustrated. Because, like, you're aware. Like, you know you're playing into the, like, I don't, I don't understand how we can complain that, like, inflation is slowly killing us as a market while simultaneously paying for things that are not as valuable as the the lower version of it. When realistically, okay. the difference is like three letters. Oh, okay. But the whole inflation thing, like that's a different. I know it's that's a, a different. That's a separate. That's a separate thing. I'm I'm just waiting for some potter to be like, well, I have to charge because inflation. I have to charge more prices. And well, I mean, they're I'm waiting for it. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Well, simultaneously being like, I put a dot of rent on it. You you know those um. I know exactly yeah. what you're I, know what you're, I totally yeah. know what you're about to yeah, say. Yeah. Carry on, carry well, on. Well, okay, I'll change it. But, like, you ever go to a museum and you see a big, like, huge painting, but it's just one color? And it's like $250,000. 
And your immediate thought is like, dude, that's price gouging. There's a name on it. This the name behind this thing with one color on it. Yeah. Is I mean, how was that? Like, how was that ethical or legal whatsoever? I mean, how was that okay? Okay, so this this is like okay. Because, again, I do feel like we should wrap up relatively soon because that's kind yeah, of a yeah. big thing. I may end up cutting this part out. You're good. Um, just because it's an intro to another whole other topic. Yeah. But, like, I think the thing with, like, there's a few different things with those big paintings. Or with those big, like, that type of, like, work that you're thinking about. First yeah, of all, is. like, is that name, like, when I'm talking about, like, you know, those building blocks. Like, the yeah. like the bubble, the bubble technique being, like, the next step to, like, yes. this. Sometimes those paintings are that step. That's fair. Like, those kind of things had never been done beginner before. Beginner work, maybe? I don't know. Not so much that it's beginner work, but it's kind of like those artists were maybe doing something that nobody else had done before because they were explore like they were exploring that movement, right? Yeah. It seems boring to us now because we grew up in an environment where that was common. Yeah. But on top of that, like, yeah, the other half is that, yeah, it's kind of just amorphous social value given because that name has importance because some... Somebody somewhere whose opinion mattered said that it should be worth a lot of money. That kills me yeah. so hard. No, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of, it's kind of insane. I kind of just don't really think about it that much anymore because I like, I think where that's important to keep in mind is in valuing your own work Yeah. because I think to some degree by recognizing that like, okay. Yeah. I'm listening. Okay. So, so. The best comparison I can think of is like, I remember being, I remember being at UC Santa Cruz and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, yeah, yeah. but like, I remember being at UC Santa Cruz and like my style of artwork, like not really being like, I didn't get a lot of positive feedback about the kind of work that I wanted to make because people were like, oh, it's just fantasy art or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I remember going to a convention in Southern California after I graduated showing my sculptures and people being like, whoa, yes, that's really cool. So it's kind of about, I think it's important to recognize that value is an amorphous somewhat arbitrarily ascribed thing it's a social construct right it's a social it's construct. A social construct yeah but I, where i think that's important is to recognize that like just because your artwork may not be valued in a certain setting doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it's not going to be valued in another and doesn't mean that it's inherently valuable in and just in and of itself personally just because you made it you know you like you're giving it value so yeah so so it's like so i want to encourage people I want that to be an encouragement to people because Absolutely. just because, yeah, because it's like also recognizing that it's like it's all kind of bull, right? Like it's well, all yeah. just kind of you know. It's all kind of bull. I, I think my frustration lies in the fact that there seems to be this ideal of a of a a higher tier of capital A art world mm -hmm. that does specifically what I'm complaining about right now. It specifically sure. takes pieces and price gouges people and overcharges mm -hmm. them because of the name on them, yeah. regardless of the skill, regardless of the rarity, regardless of the actual time that went into it. And yeah. like it that kills me. Because those are essentially the top, and I use this word lightly, but it's literal this time, the top gatekeepers of the art world. Mm. Like, they literally keep low-tier functional artists such as Lindsay and I out because we don't play this game of overvaluing art in order to make them money. Like, they're just trading off art stuff. Like, it's mm. weird. They keep the art. They wait for it to go up in price. The artist dies. The value, the name becomes more valuable. They charge, like, ten times more yeah. the price. They go yeah. to art. And, like, it's... Yeah, for no, that's, me, it's, that's, yeah. it's heavily unethical, and for me to to go even on the smallest scale of that and do something like, well, my name's Dante, so I can charge more, is like a, maybe a modicum of that. And mm. I do agree, I do agree that it's probably a big business type thing that's with inner circles of the art world and versus like a small artist, but like... 
You know, like yeah. one is the step to the other to me, and I I don't like it. I think that's a little bit of a slippery slope argument. It though. is a slippery. It is a fat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is a but fallacy. I, I hear what you're saying, and yeah. I and I do agree that like there's that structure, and it's actually that reminds me, like there's a um a documentary I've been meaning to watch that another uh, art friend of mine recommended uh, called The Price of Everything, and it's about that dynamic that you're talking yeah. about of the way that like. The art world selling works yeah. and how it like ultimately screws over a lot of artists. Yes. So I hear what you're saying in terms of like keeping us down. That man. that structure, yeah, that structure being harmful to artists. Yeah. But I do I do also think that like your your feeling of oh if I do this then that means I'm like this. I think that's a little bit of a slippery yeah, slope. Yeah, it, it is a slippery slope, and in all logic, slippery slope fallacies are illogical. And I can't deny that. Like, I am wrong. <laughs> I, am wrong. I have to say that. Like, I have to have in. I have to have intellectual consistency. Otherwise, all ethics are lost. Like, I have to fully admit that that is that is a slippery slope argument, and that is inherently massively fallible. Right? Fallacious, you might say. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's this TikTok where it's like alien. This guy are talking. And they're like, has your research been done on planet Earth? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what do they use for money? He goes, it's crazy. They use, like, they work for each other, but there's clearly, like, a higher council of them that don't work at all, but they mm. have the majority of the resources. Mm. And he's like, isn't that just slavery? He goes, no, yeah, but, like, they work for little pieces of paper instead. He goes, it's just adding a middleman. He goes, that's the crazy thing is they used to actually have slavery, and the system is so close to slavery that they printed pictures of the slave owners on the paper they worked for. <laughs> oh my god. And he's like, are you serious? And he's like, yes. And they base them based on like value of who made the most money during their life. Oh my god. But they all own slaves. <laughs> today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, but you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today, or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review the Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.